Hey, this is Paul Martin. And Ray the Roadie. For the Rock and Roll Chicago Podcast. Coming to you from the City Winery on Randolph Street in Chicago. Well, no, not really. Well, yeah, kind of. The interview is. The interview we're is. We're not there now. We're not there now, no. 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 But uh, but who did we talk with there? The Freddie Jones Band. Yes, we did. We talked with Marty, Marty Lloyd, and um, and Goose, uh, Goose LaPointe. Yep. Yeah, we we'll talked to them. Uh Got some great insight on the background of the band and uh, where they've been, where they're going, and uh, what they what they're planning on doing. Definitely, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing as where they're going. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was a good time. Is uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about there. Yes, it was uh, very interesting. Some, uh, some some interesting stuff. The Freddie Jones Band is a, a, a well-established band, been around for quite a while now. Uh, 1990, I believe. Yes. Uh, this guy, Freddie Jones, is the guy that really put it together originally, I understand. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, well, well, listen to the podcast. You'll find out the truth. I guess you will. Let's, 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 let's do it right now. Let's do it. Hey, we're meeting today with Marty Lloyd uh, from, from the band Freddie Jones. <sighs> ah, yeah. Clap, clap, clap. Backstage <laughs> at the City Winery. <clears throat> How you doing today, Marty? Doing great, man. It's great to be back here, obviously, back home in Chicago. Is this this your first show here, uh, I mean, within recently? Well, we haven't played in Chicago. I don't... Do you remember Goose? I think you were here about two years ago. I saw you here at the City Winery. But I mean, around Chicago. November last year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were here. Oh, yeah. No, no. November we played out. In Neighborhood. Arlington Heights. Yeah. Nice so we try to stop through Chicago, you know, at least a few times a year, obviously. But uh, yeah, we were here in November, so it hasn't been that long. We've got Goose LaPointe with us. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> no, listen to the crowd. Listen to the roar. Welcome to the show, Goose. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about the show. But tell us, uh, uh, Michael J on guitar. Michael J. And uh, what's his name again on bass? Oh, that's right. Rich Ross is on bass. Yes. So we got, that's the lineup. Um, that's the new, the newest, latest, greatest lineup. And um, I would say it's the best lineup the band's ever had. Yeah. However, which, which is, I'm proud to say that that's how this band has operated for a long time, especially over the last five or so years, which is like constantly trying to make sure that we're, Improving and getting better, and and having the best people around, the, the best because the hang is a big part of it, right? Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the the band has gone through a lot of changes over its entire history. Right. A lot of people don't remember that, but the lineup has changed a million times. You started. You started when nineteen ninety or something. Ever? Yeah, about then. Like we started down in South Bend, Indiana. <clears throat> um, Pretending to go to college and pretending like our aspirations were to transfer into Notre Dame like good kids, and uh, and the band started and I took off and came to Chicago and wanted to play bars and you know and do it in the big city. Now, were you from Chicago originally? I grew up around the southern tip of Lake Michigan on the on the beaches in Long Beach, Indiana. Long Beach, right? Yeah, yep. I read that. Okay. 
Yeah, it's a mecca for, for music icons to come out yeah. of. Everyone, everyone knows. Long Beach, I, Indiana, that's where they come from. I lived in Beverly Shores for a while, and it was, it was great. It was, it was great. About a block off the beach, you could walk to yeah. the beach. And, you know. Beverly Shores, that's right there. Yeah. Everybody's on their bongos, on their patios. And, and you know, I mean, around the rest of the country, I tell people, like, you know, well, I grew up, I grew up on, on the beaches. I'm a beach kid. Like, in, in Indiana, they're like, they're like, oh. No beaches in Indiana? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah. There's beaches there. Yeah. Like, and I, I refer to it as the Indiana Dunes area. Right? So. Now where the dunes suck you up. Yeah, so, someone said the beaches are. There's no beaches this year. I, yeah, I no, they've been eroded pretty. Yeah, I hear, I hear that's the, what I heard. Uh, that's terrible. High, yes. <clears throat> oh well. So, so how did you, how did this all get together back in 90, 1990? What uh, uh, what happened? Marty, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? How did this happen? Uh, now, so uh, you know, there were a couple of us who had played in high school bands together. I grew up down there, a lot of Chicago kids, their families had summer homes down there. Mm-hmm. So like the population was in flux, you know, throughout different times of the year. <clears throat> and so I had bands that I had put together that were down there full time, mm-hmm. right? You know, the, your basic high school bands that would play at parties and dances and stuff like that. Right. And then also in the summer times, diff- you know, some other kids would come down there and spend the summers and we would throw something together also so I was always in like a couple different bands and some people that were from one of those you know we ended up running into each other in South Bend and started started the band there together okay Um, and then I moved into the city and a couple people followed me into the city and then we all ended up in this apartment across from Wrigley Field you know, just completely goofing off. It was like Animal House, practically. <laughs> and uh, we playing bars, and then it was everyone driving their own car, packed with stuff to, like, Big Ten schools. You know, driving down to Illinois and Indiana and, you know, all over, playing colleges. And we made a little CD of our own. We're selling it out of the trunk of the car. Right. And we end up playing a show at the Park West. And it's opening up for widespread panic. And Capricorn Records was there. So they invited us down to Nashville to to meet with them. And we did a showcase at the Exit Inn in town down there. We met Justin Niebank. They introduced us to the producer and some other folks that were in their circle. And that was it. Next thing you know, we're literally weeks later, we're in the studio making Waiting for the Night. Before we'd even signed a record deal, like we're in the studio right. finishing the record, we come back up to Chicago. We're playing the Horde Fest at what was the World Theater back then. All right, and we're signing our record deal backstage after playing our set, while the record is in the can, done already. Wow! So that's how quick kind of backwards it, it was, but it was kind of like out of a movie too. Like, you know, like sitting there across from Phil Walden at Capricorn Records in Nashville, and he's perched up in his big chair behind his big desk, and we're like. You know, five little kids on the other side of the desk in like tiny little chairs, yeah. <laughs> like right out of a movie. Not, not Justin. You mentioned Justin Ebank. Yeah. How many? How many albums has he worked on you with? <clears throat> I've done four with him. So you know, the, the big first one, Waiting for the Night. Right. The second one, North Avenue Wake Up Call. Right. And then I did a, um, a solo thing with him, Marigold. And then we did 
the latest one with him, which is Never Change. Right. And that, I think, summer of 15... I mean, it's already been a little while. That came out in the summer of 2015. He's, he's a heavy hitter. Yeah. Oh, he's great. And he's the... You know, he's just... It, it's maybe sometimes a little tough for me to realize that he's as important in the music industry as yeah. he is because he's just he's just my buddy he's just our guy yeah you know? he's a good guy yeah. he's most importantly a good friend rather than you know first and foremost right. and he's also just incredibly gifted right know? and uh, he gets to work on some of the coolest projects you know <laughs> I just ran into Cheryl Crow like I was telling you guys out in California on Saturday I was at their show and I got a chance to talk for a little while with her and exchange some stories about hey we work we've been working with some of the same people recently in the last few years and she did that awesome country record with him and I came out around the same time like right. 2015 ish I think right. so so he gets to work on some fun stuff right and he's a talented guy and I'm sure we'll be hooking up from time to time for more more projects. Are you working on an album right now? No, not not a not a full album. We're just we get we try to get through Nashville as often as we can, and we try to get a new song or two down each time we go through there. And we're also recreating some old catalog songs, so we'll pick one each time, do a remake of it, and where they end up, you know, probably just handing them over to fans more than anything. I mean, okay, just YouTube videos and. And stuff like that. So we've got four that are ready to go now. Okay. So we're just finishing those up. And one of them we, we've been playing in the show. Okay. A new song, so. I was going to ask you what we were going to hear tonight, but I guess we'll have to wait and see, huh? <laughs> Mostly Fog Hat covers tonight. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and, so. and maybe in a daydream, we'll see. And some Cheryl Crow, maybe? Well, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, I was at, uh, at a high school basketball game last night, and we got there a little early, and they started playing some music, and they played um, Dust in the Wind or something by Kansas and a couple of couple other things, and then all of a sudden, the song came out, and I went, oh, wait a minute, that's Freddie Jones band. I told him, I go, hey, that's the band I'm interviewing tomorrow night. That's right <laughs> on, that's great. And they played in a day. I was just... Uh texting with Lynn Bramer today from XRT right. and, you know he he's graduated on from the morning show he yep. re- retired right. from doing that so I, I thought oh, I meant to reach out to him days ago I'm like since you don't have to be on the air tomorrow morning yeah. why don't you just come out and hang out with us and don't you don't have to worry about getting up early yeah. <laughs> he's busy tonight with the big shot so, the big shot black crows so he, oh, he can't I make see. it Ooh. <laughs> so, so, so speaking of XRT, is how crucial were they in playing some of your stuff and, and getting you, oh. getting, getting the band out there? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it, it's across and, the board, and, nationally, just in general. Like our band was very reliant and lucky enough to have radio airplay. Right. A lot of bands from our '90s genre didn't really rely or they didn't have as much radio airplay they built more of a cult thing and whichever one works is fantastic some of those bands had a long slow wonderful burn of success (laughs) yeah and they never needed that you know they just they just had rabid followings and a cult kind of thing and but with us it was it was pretty heavy on radio and XRT obviously was at the forefront of it you know we 
Aspen, like Colorado in general, became home away from home very early. And little KSPN out in Aspen kind of was one of the first stations to play us. And that just sort of started this little kindling kind of thing. And it was in trade magazines. I think they were talking about it. And like, oh, my God, the phones ring when we play this one song by this band from Chicago. And, and, you know, we had... You know, I think Richard Milne had been playing us on local anesthetic here in Chicago, and then that kind of grew. And so XRT was the first, obviously, the first big station to push us. And so that we kind of consider them, obviously, family. Right. And Chicago home. But, but but there's very few of those bands. But you're one of them who sounds sounds great live, mm-hmm. as well as you do recorded. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm watching some of some of your live stuff on, on YouTube and whatever, and some of your and your website, whatever. You, and, and 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 I listen to the recording and I listen to the live stuff. And it's, it is it sounds great live, you know. And and so you're one of those bands that just has a great great live sound. Well. You know, in those days, a lot of the earlier material, in those days, you would kind of collectively pull together what songs that you had new at the time and go through them, and Justin and us would sift through them, and then we'd kind of quickly do what was pre-production back then. Right. Like, everyone, you're going to play this part, you're going to play this part, and, right. and we'll just we'll go in there and start tracking it. And then you'd go out and start playing these songs live. And over the years, these songs develop and develop and develop. Right. And I would hope that the, they probably end up being better songs right. down the road than when you recorded them. Well, sure. That's kind of like you're just putting them in the library. Like, here it is. We, this is what the basics of the song are. We put it in the library, the catalog. Right. right. Hopefully some of those get played on the radio, but then they really develop in the live show right. over years. Right. I mean, a lot, you know, a lot of the catalog songs now that we're playing are have been retooled and again like we're, we kind of push ourselves to to make them better what are some of your favorites of your own songs uh dust in the wind free, <laughs> free bird <laughs> little song i wrote years ago we know for that one today <laughs> yeah no i mean they never get old i mean some people ask me even in a daydream like do you still like playing that song it's like oh are you kidding oh yeah that song for years, really didn't have all that much of a structure. It just sort of went with the night, and so it never got old. And it still has that kind of feel to it. Where, and, you know, we're not really sure in the outro of the song, like <laughs> when it's going to resolve. Like, yeah, something different happens along the way almost every time, and then we know when it's going to resolve. <laughs> you know, so I mean. 
I read where you said that you wrote this so to change your mood. And yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, it's people go, oh my god, that song makes me so happy and it got me yeah. through. Oh, it's yeah. so sunny, you know. And I'm like, well, that wasn't necessarily the case, you know. <laughs> when I was writing it in my friend's kitchen uh, with his guitar, you know, it's looking out at a dreary day in Midwest, and it was, man, I the song just kind of happened, and it it had been coming for a while, but the song really kind of happened as a reaction to, to some pretty dull to a dull day I said a dull day yeah very much so and it was a Tuesday morning <laughs> well I find Tuesdays are great for writing socks <laughs> that was truth at least I was truthful on that right I mean Keith Urban says like I've, wanted, I've, I've read this quote of his and it made so much sense he's like sometimes we don't write as a reaction to how things are literally we write to how we wish things were right and it's like yeah that's 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 it right you you often write how you wish the relationship was going you know instead of how it actually goes yeah Yeah. (laughs) or you write about how you wish you were with someone or with a situation or makes sense yeah yeah it does yeah. So how long were you guys playing the Chicago land area before you finally branched out into the rest of the world? I don't know. We were probably I mean, at least a couple of years. We were yeah. just really just around here. Mm-hmm. We were sitting on bar stools, mm-hmm. you know, well, playing, playing for guys, beer money. Like, yeah, I've seen you guys at, back in the day. At sports bars. Right. Like, it, that didn't really go on much, and a lot of the real <clears throat> venues wouldn't have us. Mm-hmm. They didn't think we were, you know serious enough or, or whatever the reasons were I don't know but we, it was very difficult for us to get into real music clubs in Chicago at first and so our friends at, at sports bars would have us mm-hmm. and we kind of gained some popularity with you know just bringing our acoustic guitars and mm-hmm. then it was like well we put a stage in and lights and oh cool and the next thing you know they've got they installed a PA in these places mm-hmm. and and it I kind of felt like in those days that was the start of a different kind of venue in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like sports bars that also had live music and right, right. that Lincoln Park kind of crowd. Right, exactly. exactly. When did you uh, guys leave Chicago? A couple of days ago. Did you? <laughs> now you're <laughs> back. Like, now you're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, everyone, I, I moved out to California in 2002. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, a couple of guys ended up in Atlanta, and now we have Nashville, and a couple of us in LA and um, in Denver. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, it was early two thousands that people okay. started to scatter away from the weather. Yeah, because I know you got. I, mean, I followed you for for a long time, and then you kind of like disappeared. It's like it also. We did. We had like I think like five years where there was no. There was nothing. There was no band playing at all, right. and everyone was off kind of doing different things. And we got back together to play um, an event for the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. I think that was two thousand five, and um, and then that's kind of when it was. Well, let's just do this on our own terms. We'll just get together once in a while, and <clears throat> and there were a few spikes mm-hmm. along the way. You know, where we would record something. I think we did a live album where we put a few new things on there too. Um, but you know, it's this is for real. Right. 
still, and again, most of the last handful of years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it has not been easy. It hasn't been easy to access people who know of the band nationally, right. you know, rolling through towns, and it's like everyone is our age now. Right. And they're not they're not glued to social media wondering where Freddie Jones thing is necessarily. Exactly. So it's kind of it's it's a not a rebirth, but it's definitely getting people back engaged and and I think they come to see the band and they I think they're a little surprised at how it's developed. Mm-hmm. And well, we're sold now, out tonight. Yeah, now we're seeing we're seeing people come again and it, I mean it's just we just did a Midwest and Northeast run of dates and I mean all these great old friends that we got to see that came out the crowds were great and I was like man this is it's kind of happening again mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool feeling mm-hmm. you guys are back on the road last what four or five years you've been doing since, yeah. since when the last album came out <clears throat> yeah that came out 2015 and we've been out playing those songs since I mean it took us a little while to figure out like hey not everyone out there is they're not going to know the new songs right can't shove it all down their throat. Right, so, right. so now it's like, oh, okay, we'd have to sprinkle those in mm-hmm. here and there. And, you know, a couple brand new ones. But And you don't have XRT all over the country to play it for you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, again, we were so lucky to have radio back then. The K-Fogs in San Francisco and mm-hmm. KBCO in Colorado and Cities 97 up in Minneapolis and just these great AAA stations mm-hmm. that were such a great fit for us back then and it was a way for us to connect with all the other artists from our genre right, you know, right. we'd all be in and out of these same stations right and now we see each other like the other night on you know out in LA seeing people from the you know that era and like talking about the stations and the people and you know, right. <laughs> Same familiar faces that we all get to see once in a while. So, so how many how many dates a year do you do about now? Um, I think we'll probably do maybe like fifty this year. Something okay. Like that. Okay. That's a good number, right? Not bad. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not two hundred and fifty, but it's not fifty. Yeah. But you know, when you get to this age, two fifty is kind of rough. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah, and we fly, but it's, we're not parading around on a bus and like. Doing that anymore, but it's a little easier for us to fly here, fly there. Right. Everyone jump in a SUV and zip around and mm-hmm. call it a day. Right. I saw you at the Castle Theater down in Bloomington. That's all I do. Oh, you were just that's, that's the one we just yeah yeah yeah. You just played there. Yeah. I, I didn't make it. I saw you were down there. Oh yeah. I, I lived down that way. So. Oh, you do. Yeah. That was a great night. Really great night. It's a, it's a cool little theater. Mm-hmm. Little place, and then Indianapolis, we played, and like that was like these. We haven't played these places in a really long time. Like, we, right. I don't think we played Indianapolis in like 20 years or something. That's a fairly long time, right? <laughs> yeah, Would yeah, you say well, 20 yeah, years? They say, yeah, you know, yeah. we're gonna come here every 20 years, whether we need to or not. <laughs> yeah. And it was great, I yeah. mean, it was really great. And so, it feels like with a new booking agent now, so. They're, they're getting us around to the right places again. So you've kept the name out there all these years. You've kept, uh, I mean, yourself basically, kept the band, kept the band going. I noticed uh, uh, that you played. You did a stint with the, some of the guys from Sonia Dada back around about twenty years ago or so, wasn't it? Yeah, those you know, great uh, friends of ours. We played yeah. a bunch of dates together. Yeah, yeah. 
By the reason, because I, I know Phil Miller real well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I like Phil. He's a great guy. Yeah, good guitar player. Yeah, he is very good. So, Goose, mm-hmm. Goose tell, us, uh, tell us a little bit of your history. I've, I mean, I, I was filling in three years ago at this point. I subbed, and I haven't left. No. <laughs> That's what happens in this band. You get a spider web. A couple shows, and you know everything. Everything just bonded. Where are you from? Syracuse, New York, originally, but I'm in LA now. Already. Um, but yeah, so I've been brought into the group. I'm one that likes to know the roots of a band when I, you know, part right. of a group. So I went back and listened to, you know, original yeah. recordings a lot and. The original lineup, Simon on drums and all. I try to incorporate a lot of that into what's going on today, but also be myself, you know? Be honest with the music. So you've been, you've been playing, you remember you were out there playing before the Yeah, I've been playing my whole life. Yeah. My father was a drummer, so it kind of oh, was cool. handed down the sticks. And That's cool. Yeah, I've been fortunate. I, uh, I, I guess I should mention I got into this group because Rich Ross, our bass player, he was the one who had me come in and sub. Um, I know Rich from Nashville, where we both lived right. for a few years, four or five years. Okay. We played with Josh Grayson at the time, who was right. a country artist, right. and uh, he was playing with Marty, and he he thought I'd be a good fit, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, he's being very modest. He's a he's a freaking monster on drums. Yeah, oh, thank you. He's great. Very good. Had, had you heard of Freddie Jones before you got together with him? Um... You know, I'm pretty sure I've heard it on Pandora because I'm a big Dave Matthews band. I knew this. I used to cover the samples back in a high school band. Okay. Um, but I don't know it off the top of my head, honestly. You know, um, but the genre I'm really familiar with. So for me, it's 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 pretty easy to walk in and start just being myself because I grew grew up loving Carter Beaufort from Dave Matthews Band. And drummers alike, you know, real tasteful, right. groovy, but kind of has like a percussion flavor to it, you know? Yeah. So what comic strip did Freddie Jones come from? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a clever way to angle into that, that subject. That's never been done that cleverly. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very well. Clever, he's a clever guy. Yeah. So there's a real story about how we got the name... And then there's all the stuff that we made up along the way because, <laughs> because we thought that the real story was super boring. And some of the guys in those lineups in the early days, they couldn't, not even really even, it got so deep into the crazy stories that some guys didn't even know the original story on how it actually started in, in Indiana. Yeah, yeah I you know? see that, yeah. We would come up with these crazy stories, and someone out of the blue told us that. They're like, oh, the guy in Scooby-Doo, is, his name is Fred Jones. So people started making these, like, <laughs> like cartoons of, like, Freddie Jones' band with, like, the Scooby-Doo van and all that. <laughs> nice, and, nice. And we, were, and we weren't part of that at all. Like, that was people yeah. making that stuff up. Yeah. And we, we got a kick so, out of it. Yeah, you know, someone had like T-shirts made. Hey, as long as you get the name out there, right? It's, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, talking about you. But the real story came from like a college joke, college joke that we just took and paid forward, and oh, okay, and we we just didn't think it was that interesting at the time. But it came from this college band, and it was just friends of ours. 
But they graduated and left the school, and they had a band called the Pat Giblin Band down at Notre Dame. Okay. And Pat Giblin was not in the band. He was their buddy. And they, like, they practiced in his basement or something. And he became, like, big man on campus. Yeah. He had a freaking band named after him, you know? <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, Pat Giblin. Oh, yeah. His friends, they named a band after him. So they all left. And I'm like, God, wouldn't it be funny if we, like, took it a little step further, you know, and named a band after someone maybe fictitious. And everyone will be wondering who this yeah. who this person is. I'm like, Freddie something, who cares? And someone said Jones. And I was like, oh yeah, Freddie. That has a, the Freddie Jones man. Like, that's kind of funny. Like, bro, like, ah! We never thought we'd have to answer a question about it. Right, right. We were just dumb college kids. <laughs> Pretend college kids. Well, I'm sure everybody comes with, which one's Freddie? Which one's Freddie? All the time. <laughs> I didn't think we'd have to be in radio stations you know yeah. around the country like so and it, yeah. it used to I think it used to say on like the prep information before we got there like don't ask them about the name of the band oh really? That's the first question was yeah so about the name <laughs> well we, we at least waited 20 yeah. minutes before uh, well, we got it at least, at least you referenced like one of the yeah. fake stories like, yes exactly that was good you know, I like that then you said this happened back when you were back yeah. in school and stuff yeah. and I, now I was thinking okay it's going to be like Leonard Skinner you named it after yeah. some teacher <laughs> you didn't even have to ask the question you just had to reference one of the fake stories and, That's right. and let me go with it <laughs> cleverly done thank you thank you well done <laughs> So you, uh, you guys are heading out to Denver, I see, tomorrow, and then you're going to yeah. be off for about a month? Yeah, it's been so grueling. It's, tonight's the first first night of the tour, and tomorrow's the last night of the tour. <laughs> <laughs> we need a break. <laughs> we need a month off. Wow. Yeah. 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 Two nights in a row, that's tough. Yeah. yeah, two. Yeah. In two different cities. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the frozen tundra of Chicago and the yeah. moderate climate Denver. Yeah. yeah, and then back home to the sunshine. There you go. Thank goodness, huh? <laughs> yes. So last night we were, we have a, some friends who have an Airbnb here by Wrigley Field. And when it's not baseball season, instead of getting hotel rooms, we, you know, they gave us a really good break on sure. this great Airbnb house. It's just, it's amazing, right? We love this place. And we'll continue to love it. But these things happen. And last night, the, the heat broke. <laughs> oh, wow. and, and you got two of us from California. Yeah. 8 p.m. probably. Pull, pulling into town. Oh, and we're, we're all like hanging out. Like after dinner, we had Mia Francesca for dinner. We walked over there. And yeah. We're like, right. you know, it's kind of getting chilly in here. And we're like, ah, oh, no big deal. We're like pushing the heat up. And we're looking at it like, man, we've got this thing set on like 80. <laughs> Is that like, doing anything? What is it? It's dropping in temperature. Oh, uh, 67, 66, 64. Again. So, yeah. we woke up this morning, it was 50 degrees in the... Oh, oh boy. <laughs> and, it sucks. And we were huddled around the damn stove. Yeah. Yeah. And with the door open to the stove. Oh, like, uh, yeah. like, drinking hot tea. <laughs> I mean, it looked like, yeah. like the Germans were bombing outside. <laughs> like, in some bunker or something. <laughs> Uh, we're camping for sure. Yeah. It's all it's fixed though. They fixed it today. So. They, they, yeah. so is there any chance at all of seeing another uh Freddie Jones uh album? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean it could no. be. I don't know. Give Justin Nebank a call and ask him if he would like to do one. I got him on speed though. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fun to do another one with him, that's for sure. Like he's he's my favorite. Mm. Um 
we did that last one and it it dragged out it took a lot longer than we had mm-hmm. planned for various reasons and it wasn't really musical it was just a lot of dynamics that came into play but and the relationship business wise changed a little bit as far as record label mm-hmm. and producer and all that those were kind of all intertwined okay. during that album and so that's all shifted around a little bit so it would take some some doing to figure out how to do it again mm-hmm. so it's not like we wouldn't all want to jump in and do another one it'd be great mm-hmm. it just would involve figuring it out right, so, right. but but I don't you know uh, are albums really truly any more no 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 it's I mean, it's not like the old days they've gone away I mean they pretty much have I mean it used to be where you toured to back up an album and now yeah, yeah. You, you don't do that anymore. and I don't mind that. I, I don't mind it not being revolved I don't mind it I don't mind it not revolving around albums mm-hmm. as much as I miss that cool experience of looking through right. looking through yeah. you know liner notes and photos and all that stuff right. I mean that was so cool to do that but this way's a little different it's like we're doing it we're just oh, let's, let's on this trip let's just add a flight and go zip through Nashville and get that song that we've been talking about get that recorded get it done and just get it out there. Mm-hmm. So we've got a handful of them now that we're ready to start trickling out there. Okay. And it's, I don't know, there's something to be said for doing it that way too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the you whole... You get the reaction. Yeah. Right. When you, when you write, do you include a lot of band in it or do you basically come with a song and, and you've got the song pretty much set in your head the way you Oh, I do everything all by myself and uh, <laughs> give them no credit well, whatsoever. Uh, I play all the instruments too, by the way, I don't, I don't at mean the that. same time. Yeah. And the and the band photos, just pretty much me, and, <laughs> and you know, but we're in the background. Yeah, yeah. me and my dog, and uh, <laughs> no, no, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's. <laughs> I mean, I may like these these few that we've been working on were songs that I wrote. A while back, and there were, we did batches that we were delivering. Even after you know, after the last album came out, we were still sending songs to you know the the upper up the top brass in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. aka you know Justin and people we were in a relationship with, <clears throat> and um, but the album finished and it. You know, got packaged up and it's done. So we had all these songs, and so some of them are newer, some of them are older. And but that's what the new batch is kind of made up of. And then we all get together and figure out how we want it to sound and the, the groove. The right. and it's you know it's a lot of work to figure out. Right. And the way we did this 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 batch that we just did was we took one old catalog song, redid it. And then like three new ones, and it's so it was an exercise to see how. Like someone told me years ago, they're like, it's pretty easy to take a hit song and tur- and make it sound like a hit song. You know, it already existed, so it's easy to right. play the guitar part. You can make it better or change it some, but it's already there for you to reference, as opposed to the brand new thing that you've just pulled out of the sky, and you have to spend time. Right. Building and forming it. Yeah, the formula for it and the, the secret sauce. <laughs> what, what's the secret sauce going to be on it? 
just a it's a real contrast to like have that song sitting there yeah next to something that's brand new that you pulled out of thin air right it's kind of a cool exercise is anyone else in the band doing writing I mean yeah bring songs yeah these guys all write stuff they all are you know well versed in recording and and they have their own studios and everything I mean Michael J and Goose these guys have their own studios and they're in them every day that's what they do yep we contributed to the you know the songs he, he's referring to the last three or four songs. We've contributed a lot of time and effort into just making it become something. Right. You know, we had the advantage of playing these songs out live and kind of creating them live on the spot. The other way with around, the audience. Yeah, in, re- a, in reverse. Right? In reverse, so live first, yeah. right. and then yeah. yeah. So it kind of crafted itself, and then we went in the studio, recorded it, and it's like we've been playing it for the last twenty yeah. years. You yeah. know. It was a really cool process, but they're really good. You'll hear them tonight. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. If anybody wants to get in touch with you or uh, find out where the band is at, they just go to Freddie Jones. Well, first of all, did, did you guys buy tickets for tonight? Yes, we did. You know it's sold out, so. Yeah. Yes. Just making sure. Yes, we Making did. sure. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. We made sure about tickets. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're on the guest list, right? Oh. Did Rich take care of you? No, I bought tickets. Bought tickets. You free, I was joking. You bought tickets? Yeah, I bought tickets. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh. We're buying you guys drinks tonight, then. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> you can erase that on the... <laughs> well, I shared it's last night's bad. Facebook video hoping to win to a couple tickets. And then we could have brought a couple of chicks with us. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. All my guests like are not making it tonight. Someone's sick and someone can't him, make it. I want to clear that up. I would have brought my wife. Your wife. Yeah, well, she's a chick. Well, yes. Chick. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Finding her friend. What do you mean a couple of chicks? <laughs> <laughs> So we can find you on freddyjones.com? Freddyjonesbandofficial.com. Yeah. Freddyjonesbandofficial. That way we know. That it's official. Oh, it's, yes. a, it's, it's very it's official. For real. It's, not, it's so official you wouldn't believe it. I can, I can imagine. And on Facebook. And on Facebook. Okay. Freddy mm-hmm. Jones Band Official is the Facebook with the blue check to it, you know. You got it. Instagram. We're all, we're all over the place. Very good. Well, thanks for your time, guys. Uh, this yes. was a lot of fun. Thank you. Looking forward to tonight's show. Yeah, have a good show. All right. Thanks. I got a secret about something. Gonna make you smile, but you can't tell. No one that I bought you a lucky star. Cause nobody noticed. From this place to China, it's got a sparkle. Cause it's filled with diamonds We'll go dance up so it winds up there is no Freddie Jones. There is no Freddie Jones. No Freddie, no Jones. I was I was waiting for him to show up for the interview. I know. That's why I was waiting, waiting. I was like, is Fred going to be here or what? No, you know? no. But we talked to Marty and Goose, and uh, and uh, we uh, we learned quite a bit about Freddie Jones' band. Definitely, and how their music has evolved. I mean, it's, uh, you know, some of the songs you heard uh, 20 years ago, they're still playing, but uh, sounding a little bit differently. Got a little different twist to them. Yeah. Yeah, music always evolves. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So um, uh, be sure and uh, check us out. Um, 
at uh, Road to Rock Radio, correct? Road to Rock Radio.net every Monday at 6 p.m. featuring one of our podcasts. That's right. And uh, and we want to thank the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66 for uh, for helping us out here. You say route, huh? I say route. It's 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 a route. It's, Is it a route? I, I don't know. I'm kind of rooted in my roads. Well, it, it, it's not a root, not a tree root. No, it's not. It's a root, like... Get your kicks like on root. Yeah, like root. Like root. Yeah, like root. Yeah, like root. Yeah, root and tootin. Wasn't he like a some kind of emperor or something? Uh, I believe he was king. Yeah. King root and tootin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yes, uh, Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route sixty six. <laughs> Yes, uh, or Route 66. Or Route 66. Right, Anyone thank, thank them for providing us with this wonderful uh, studio space. I guess you get your kicks on Route 66. You right? do. You do. So, uh, you, you know, I guess either or is accepted. Either or. Either or, neither nor. It's like coupon or coupon. Yeah. <laughs> sausage or sausage. Well, it's sausage. Or, or water. Or We're water. from Chicago. It's sausage. It's sausage. It is. You know, over there by Kaminsky Park there. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Well, we'll see you guys soon. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Chicago.